Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. This is little, <laughs> thanks baby. I got a story about her later, you're gonna love it. Um, this service is my favorite service of the year. Um, and I told Nicole, I was joking around. I don't know if it's because it's just an hour and uh, it's like a big power punch, you know? It's like, get it, just big impact, you know? Uh, or if I, I just have to preach 20 minutes or more so, it's just, I love Christmas. I love it. Don't you guys love Christmas? I love the true meaning of Christmas. I love um, my family time at Christmas. I love, I get a couple extra days off work at Christmas. Just love it. Some factories shut down, right? Get some inventories. And I just, I love Christmas. So, but we've been in a series here at Upper Room the last couple months, and uh, we're going to continue that for the next two months. And uh, it's a four-month series, the longest series we've ever done, but it's called Every. So if you're wondering what that big white sign is behind me, that's the series we're on. And the basis behind it is every table, every house, every church, and every community. So we're just wrapping up every house this week and next. And then going into every church, starting at the beginning of the year, defining who Upper Room is, but also defining what God's intention for the church is. We're believers here that it's not just about our walls, our building, our church. God has a church called a bride, and we're all part of it. And it doesn't matter what denomination. Maybe you're a grandparent or a parent here visiting, and you're part of a different denomination. Well, God bless you. We love them all because we know God loves them all. If you're preaching and reading the same Bible we're reading, believing that Christ came to the earth, was crucified, and rose again, and is sitting with the Father in heaven, we can agree on the major things, the big C Christ and the big C church. So it's every church, and then we're going to close it up in February. We do this awesome love explosion around Valentine's Day to show our community love. Because when we're experiencing God in every area of our table, our house, our church, then our community should be feeling it. Our community then should want what we have. And we've been basing this off of the, the end of the chapter of Acts 2, how when they sold everything, they came together, they were one mind, one accord. The church just absolutely blew up. They sold everything, came together. It says they lived generously. They were full of joy. And then it says thousands or many were added to them daily. That's because what was going on in the church was attracted, you know, to people outside the church because God was in it. So we're going to go on that a little bit today, but we're going to do every house. And uh, so the last time I spoke, and last week we had a great guest speaker, but it was every house, and we were talking about the house of, of Mary and Joseph, and how connected they must have been. We talked about marriage, and how amazing that marriage, that emotional connection must have been to throw a baby in the mix without sexual intercourse. You know, so here they hadn't been, been married culturally, you know, in, for that time, but yet they had an emotional connection to stay married and then to go through this process and what the strength of that relationship was, even without the physical intimacy. So, so then we went to the house of Obed-Edom, all right? And, and we talked about he hosted the Ark of the Covenant for three months, and it said his entire house was blessed forever because of that. So here's Mary hosting Emmanuel, which means God with us, presence. And there was such strict instruction from Gabriel of how to host the baby and what that was going to look like. And then... The instruction in the Old Testament about hosting the Ark of the Covenant, hosting his presence. And then what happened? So, so here you had Mary birthing, 
the Emmanuel, God with us, his presence, and what happened, and how the entire universe was blessed because of that. And then you had Obed-Edom. So, so talking about the house and hosting his presence. So today I'm just going to continue in the Christmas story. So we're going to go to Matthew 2, all right? Matthew 2, and we're going to just pick up right at the wise men. Now, if you remember, this is kind of a cool thing, that when Jesus was born, the shepherds and the wise men, they came. See, see Jesus, when he comes to the earth, he attracts people. He attracts community. He brings unity. So, so when he's born, the shepherds come, and, and it says they find a baby in a manger wrapped in, in, in just cloth, right? So, so you're in this context, and that's in Luke. The beginning of Luke is talking about the shepherds. It says they find a baby, all right? So then we go in, in Matthew 2, and it's the perspective of the wise men. So we're going to the wise men, but all together, they all journeyed, and they, they came together. See, when Jesus is in the picture, he brings community. People are attracted to Jesus. When he would go out in the, in the Bible and, and, and start preaching, start healing people, it attracted crowds. And if you just think about Christmas, this is amazing that this is the most celebrated holiday of all the world of all time every year. And, and, and listen, people that aren't even Christians get the benefit. They get days off work too. It brings something. Jesus, when he is present, when Jesus is here. So Jesus' birth is celebrated all over the world by all religions. It's acknowledged all over the earth. Christmas and Easter are the most universal holidays there are across all the world. We can't celebrate July 4th. We don't celebrate, you know, all these other holidays that America celebrates, and they have their own holidays. You know, Canada's a little weird. They, they do Thanksgiving just a couple months or weeks before us. Listen. But this is the most celebrated thing. So when Jesus is in the picture, he brings unity. He brings community. People are attracted to that. So we pick up here in Matthew 2, verse 7 through 12. It says, Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them that the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, I find it interesting that he's figuring out from the prophets where the star is, but not where the Messiah is. Sometimes when we ask for, a, for an oak tree, God's putting an acorn tree right in front of us. We just don't even realize it. So Herod here, he finds out where the star is, but he never asked where the Messiah is. That's not the message today. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. It says this, they entered the house. Everybody say house. The star rested over a house. It stopped over a house. It says, when they entered the house and saw the child. Now, I want you to take note. They didn't see a baby. They saw a child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Listen, the star rested over the house. When Jesus is in the house... People are drawn to him. When people are in the house, people are drawn to that house. Listen, our body, it says, is a temple. We are a house. We're a conduit for Holy Spirit. The, when Jesus is in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, when Jesus is in our house, people are drawn to it. So, so listen, sometimes we need to remind our face and our attitude that Jesus actually lives inside us. My God's good. He's full of joy. You should come to my church. It's fun. We have a party uh, like every Sunday morning. The worship is good. 
No, like when he's in us, it says they entered the house joy. When they saw this, joy overcame them. Listen, when Jesus is in the house, things change. And people are drawn to what's, Jesus was so cool that the kids were even drawn to him. That, that's who Jesus is. That's his nature. Now, listen, it doesn't mean it's always fairy tales and flowers and, and blossoms and this. Like sometimes we actually go through circumstances. Sometimes it, our, our lives get messy. Sometimes our, our homes and our marriages, they get messy. But God, so many times through the Bible, there's an end suddenly. So here you had this earth, this world full of sin, full of chaos, full of, of, of hopelessness, full of darkness. But God had a plan to send his only begotten son into the earth that whoever believes in him will not perish but have what? Everlasting life. There's an end suddenly moment in this picture, in this story, and Jesus enters. And so this was a journey. Now, as you can see, the difference of the story between the shepherds and the wise men was, see, the shepherds found a baby in a manger where he was born. The wise men found a child in a house. Jesus wasn't born in a house, and, and he was a baby, not a child when he was born. Now, he's God. He could have been a man. He could have been a child. He could have been born any way he wanted. But the wise men find it. So what that's saying is this was a year, if not two-year journey that the wise men, or more appropriately, the magi, found. So this was not an easy journey. And, and we always think because the manger scene has three magi that, that this was three wise men that came together. No, these were the astrologers, the ingenious people of the earth, the smartest people, the rocket scientists of the time. The most elite doctors, these were the astrologers of the time coming together from all different parts of that area. And it's, some of these were journeying day and night, journeying through sandstorms. Sometimes the, the star would disappear and they had to just go blindly by faith. See, why? Because they were going to the hope of glory. Faith are things hoped for, not always seen. So sometimes it's this faith journey and it was this hard journey, but there is something to be said about searching something out and there's some things worth fighting for. Listen, from the beginning of time, Christmas was about being searched out. God doesn't want to just hand us everything on the platter. I was talking to a guy this week, and he said, I'm just hungry for the more. It was this phone conversation, and I, and I just said, you know, man, Jerry, I, I'm hungry for the more too. There's something about the more, and not out of discontentment, but no matter how good my marriage is, I want it to be better. Right? No matter how good my life is, I want it to be better. No matter how close I am to the Father, I want to be closer. And, and it's this thing about, you know, there's still this area that God wants to be a mystery, but he wants to be sought after. He wants to be searched out. So here the, the wise men are searching him out. And, and it's this thing that, you know, if I'm hungry for the more, first off, if I want the more, it keeps me hungry, but it also keeps me humbled that I've never arrived. If I get to that place in my walk with Christ or, or even in my marriage or my life, if I get to that place where I've arrived... Now suddenly I give up and I never improve or grow or, or build that character or hungry for more. Amen. Listen, he wants to be sought after. And, and there's a verse, Proverbs, Proverbs 25 two. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the glory of kings to search out a matter. The Bible says that God is the king of kings. That's a lowercase. So he's calling us his royalty. Who's the kings? He's the king of kings, but who are the kings? We're the kings. We're the princes, the princesses. Our identity is in his royalty. So it is, it is the glory of God to conceal matter, but it's the glory of the kings to search out that matter. He wants to be sought after. In Matthew, it talks about, it talks about, Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Even in the beginning, 
Christmas was about God wanting to be searched out, wanting to be sought after, wanting for people to be hungry enough to come, not just meet a baby, not just meet a good teacher or a potential prophet. Listen, he was, they, they, that was the start of the wise men's journey. When, when Christ was born, they started their journey not to find a baby, not just to give him gifts, but to find a savior. So today, this Christmas season, it might be a start of a journey for you, not just to bring gifts, not just to come here with your family dressed up in cool, cool Hans that are red that match your shirt. <laughs> it might be a start of a journey for you that you actually find a Savior and you start a journey to always search Him out and be hungry for the more and want the more. Listen, this is an amazing piece of information that it's not just an end when Jesus was born. It was just the beginning. He was starting a lifestyle that we can actually mimic. Listen, Jesus says that greater works will do than he did. And John, and, and just before that, a couple chapters sooner, he says, all the work he did, it couldn't be contained in a series of books. So you look at him healing deaf ears, healing blind eyes, raising the dead. You, you look at these things, but it says greater works you'll do. Why? Because he goes to the Father on our behalf. He wants to be sought after. Let's move on. Listen, Christmas is also about faith. Faith that causes the most ingenious people to bow down to a toddler. That takes faith. All these prophecies, all of this information that they have from the Old Testament, now all of a sudden they find him and he's a young child in a house. It takes faith for the most ingenious people in the world, the astrologers, the wise men, the Magi to bow down and worship a king who's a toddler, Hadassah. We, were, we went to um, a church called Crossroads in Cincinnati this week, and uh, they have this amazing Christmas production. It costs a million and a half dollars to put this production on, and uh, 150,000 people will attend this through a few weeks period of time. And, and I, I'll be honest, <laughs> I, I recently preached on Solomon and the experience the Queen of Sheba had at his house with excellence. And how the dinner table and the place settings and the amount of food, this excellence changed her forever and changed the nation likely. So, so here we're at this, this thing and it's this beautiful production. I mean, there, it's, it's amazing. It is the best production I've ever been to out of anything. It was better than a nutcracker. No offense, Rosen Gardens, if you're in here. So, and you are. So anyway, it was awesome. And at the end of the show... Hadassah leans over to Nicole. She asks, asks her, she says, did Jesus use diapers? Did, did baby Jesus use diapers? <laughs> the, kid, the questions kids ask, right? We're like, well, Nicole's like, yeah, he, he probably did. He, he, he probably did. She's like, well, then where are they? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Listen, I, I think some of us in, in our culture has dehumanized Jesus to such a point where he, we don't make him approachable anymore. Like Jesus was a real person. He was a human being with blood and flesh. And he came to the earth as a real human being. We can't dehumanize that. Now, he is God. He is still Yahweh, right? He is all three and one the same, all right? He is the Godhead. But he came, and, and he came as a human being. And he probably pooped. All right? Probably didn't have the throwaway diapers and the pull-ups with the stretchy things on the sides that Velcroed, all right? But he came, and, and he came as a human. It makes him approachable to us. It makes him feel what we feel. 
It makes him be who we are. Now, he was perfect. We're not perfect. Right, baby? I'm not perfect. Here, then the next morning, and, and, and we're laying on the couch, and my kids and I were watching like an episode like eight years old on Hulu of Amazing Race. We're, it takes us like four months to watch a series, but just every little bit, chip away a little at a time, and just a fun thing me and the girls do. So Hadassah, you know, she's usually bouncing around all over the place, and she comes, plops on my lap, and she's laying like this on my lap. I'm holding her, and she's like, she looks up at me really serious. Is God real? The next morning after this show, well, of course he's real, baby, but I can't see him. I said, huh, well, you can't see money right now, but you know money's real. I said, it takes faith. I said, but when you see me, you see part of God because I'm supposed to look like Jesus, and Jesus made me, so I'm his creation. I'm, I'm made in his image. I said, and look, all the trees and the grass outside, I said, that's, Jesus made that, so when you look at all that, you also see Jesus. Oh, okay. Honey, I'm so proud that you asked that question. You're welcome. <laughs> Listen, that's a toddler asking this question. So, so it took faith for the most ingenious people in the world to bow down at him after they worshiped him. Now, would it kill us this year, this Christmas, to take the position of wise men and still be wise men finding Jesus and worshiping him before it becomes about the presence. Can we just worship him no matter if we're getting something or not or giving him something or not? Listen, I, I used to play the drums and, and that used to be my identity. I used to avoid altar calls and just go hide behind the drums because that was a comfortable place. Listen, it's not always about giving him gifts or getting gifts. Can we just worship him for who he is no matter what is or isn't going on in our life? Can we sit there by faith and just like the most ingenious people just fall down and worship him as a toddler, as a man, as a savior? So, so here we, we come to this place and then they give him the gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And let me just tell you some of the meanings. Gold is what they gave kings. Frankincense is the incense. It's, it's what a high priest would offer incense to God on behalf of the people. Now listen, these were prophetic gifts. And it was prophetic to act when they gave them this because Jesus was, in fact, the high priest once and for all going on our behalf to the Father, offering up incense. Listen, that what he himself would become the sweet incense for our sin in our lives. Yeah. Now, myrrh. Myrrh is what the ointment oil they used to embalm people, signifying that one day this baby, this toddler Jesus, would die for you and I. Christmas is more than gifts. It's more than wrapping paper. Christmas is about seeking after a God. Listen, there are signs all around us. Are we going to pay attention to them? Or have we got caught up in the chaos of gifts and stores and lights and all these things, which are great. But you know, Mary and Martha, they, they were very equal people. Mary and Martha, that's the story where, where Martha, she was busy, 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 and she got mad at Mary who was just at the feet of Jesus. And, and I think sometimes we get caught up in the busyness of things. We get caught up in, in all this stuff. But there is a star. There are signs all around us, wake-up calls all around us to just bow first. Listen, God is not opposed to the gifts. God is not opposed that on celebrating him and his birthday, he, we get to give gifts to each other in honor of him. That's how cool the Father is. That's how good he is. But would it kill us to assume the position of worship before we give the gifts? Let, let, me, let me just finish this up, and the, the band can come. 
Listen, how about this Christmas? Tomorrow morning we wake up. Listen, I, I know what Nicole wants for Christmas. I, I got all but one thing that she wanted. Two things. She wants a new ring. It ain't happening. Unless there's a financial miracle up in this business, all right? And she wanted something else that I just forgot about. Other than that, I know what Nicole wants for Christmas. But do we know what Jesus wants for Christmas? Listen, we, as we get to verse 12 there, it says that the Magi returned a different way than they came. Listen, when we meet Jesus, we always return a different way than we came. When we encounter Jesus, when we find him in that house, when we follow the star, and it, listen, when we follow the signs, when we follow the wake-up calls to Jesus, it always leads us home. Let me, let me repeat that. When we follow the signs to Jesus, it always leads us home. And when we find him, we always leave a different way than we came. So tomorrow morning when I wake up, I, I'm, I'm willing to search him out. I'm willing to wake up and say, God, I, I bow to you. I, I bow to you by faith that you're always good no matter what. No matter my circumstance, no matter what I'm going through, you're so good. Why don't you stand with me and then we'll get ready for the candle lighting here in just a moment. He's not looking for gifts or material things from you. He's literally just looking for your heart. He's looking for your worship. He's, he's looking for your humility. He's looking for you. Like, he wouldn't stop until he found, found you. Listen, I, I fully believe, and I have the faith to believe this. If it was only you on this earth, and he only created you, he would have still died that same price. He still would have been crucified that same way if it was just for one of you. Listen, you might think that's selfish to think that way, but that's love. That's love. God is love. And, and he would have died just for one of you, just, just one of you. That's really humbling for me to think about. That God is so good. That he came to the earth, came in a manger, not on a throne, and he came this real person way. And that if we just believe in him, like that's, this is the beginning. This is, Christmas is the beginning. If it was just one of you, he would have still done it. He would have still loved you that much. That makes it personal. And the only thing he wants in return is just for you to say yes. And for you just to offer yourself. That's it. Listen, you may have been through a lot of storms. In your, in your walk with God, there may have been people that hurt you, pastors that take advantage of you, people that ignored you, people that shunned you, like people that, that mistreated you or abused you even. Look, so on behalf of them, I'm just going to say sorry. God never intended for his bride to look that ugly. God never intended for his church, his bride, his beautiful people to do horrific things to you, including myself. I know I've hurt people along the way. But today, this Christmas, it's about searching a savior out, ignoring what man has done, searching a savior out, ignoring what Herod's plans were and his lies and his deceit, searching a savior out, and following a star to a home where you feel welcomed and you feel alive and you just fall down and worship and say yes. So if you would, just, just join me in the prayer and then we'll sing Silent Night and light candles and celebrate Jesus' birthday together. 
God, I thank you for what you've done and how you've came to the earth. We just pray there'll be a hunger that rises up in us, that we'll search you out, that we'll want you, we'll hunger and thirst after you. We'll taste and see that you're good, God. All messes will disappear. All circumstances and trials will disappear. And we'll just taste and see that you're good no matter what. And we'll bow to you. We'll worship you. We'll seek you. God, I thank you for coming to the earth. God, I thank you, Father, I thank you for your plan to rescue us, to rescue us against sin, to, to, to remove the curse of sin, to remove the curse of darkness. And God, to bring light, life, hope into our lives and into this world. God, I thank you that you came to seek and save that which was lost. So God, on this Christmas, we just, we acknowledge you. That's it, it's about you. We thank you for the gifts. We thank you for family time. We thank you for great meals and amazing cookies. God, most of all, you're the greatest gift that's ever come to this earth. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. And the children's choir who performed Silent Night last week, we're going to ask you to help lead this really loud for us and really beautiful like you did last week. so beautiful today and, and if we see that in the natural imagine what God is seeing in the supernatural right now we might need to pass why don't you take that whole basket back there and we'll, we'll just pass them out yep there we go if you can squeeze in that's fine or if you're just in the aisle with your family that's that's great too if your family's up here as a musician or, or singer, you're welcome to come join them. This is about family. The only rule to this beautiful thing right now is just don't burn the person in front of you. Please don't let their light be a flame of fire with like fire resting on their head. No, I'm just kidding. All right. We're going to be patient. Just wait for everybody here. We have a tradition here. We've been doing it for years. And we sing Silent Night, and then, then we just slowly, with one word, things you're thankful for. Just in one word, just real quick popcorn style. So we'll sing Silent Night and do that, and then and we'll be done and enjoy the refreshments and your day.
Now just in one word, we'll, we'll sing that again to close, but one word, things you're thankful for. for the kids all right we switch it up a little bit and before we blow our candles we sing him happy birthday can we do that one time here happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear jesus happy Thank you, Jesus. Merry Christmas. All right. If you could just let that wax cool down and then just put them in the baskets. We wish you, your family, your home, your lives a merry, merry, merry Christmas. We love you. Thank you for joining us today. And enjoy your families the rest of the next couple days.